to Sit Down Startup Podcast. As you know by now, we bring inspiring stories from leaders in the startup space in a casual coffee shop style conversation. You'll hear how founders, makers, and investors are building the new generation of disruptive startups and how that shapes the world for everyone. Every week, our guests share their growth stories and how their customers played a crucial role in it. If you have a guest you'd like to see on the show, connect with us on Instagram and Twitter on the handle SitDownStartup. In this episode, we have Victor LeBeau, CPO and co-founder at Wavy. Wavy is a software startup based in France that provides a simplified cash register app solution for our use on tablets and smartphones. They are focused on building tools to support beauty service entrepreneurs, such as hairdressers and barbers, as they manage their daily activities and marketing strategies. We are very interested in what Wavy does, especially since this industry has been hit hard during COVID. To interview Victor, we invited our regional marketing leader, Prolini Udayan Chiaki. Prolini is a veteran of the show and so far holds the record of interviewing every one of our French entrepreneurs. Are you ready? Let's sit down and start up. Thank you for taking the time to join us today and share your story. We're obviously doing this podcast remotely, but if we were able to meet in person and do it over a coffee, what would be your favorite coffee shop drink? So thanks for having me, Prolini. Um, I've heard in the preview series of the podcast that it was some sort of tradition. So I knew what my answer would be. I would have a flat white. I'm a big fan of double espresso and latte. So the merge between the two is perfect for me. What, what would you have? Well, I am not a coffee drinker. I'm actually a tea drinker. And one of my favorite tea brands is Kushmi Tea and Damon Tea from France. So that would be mine. It would be uh, probably a green tea. So let's start by making sure our listeners know what Wavy is and the services that you provide. Can you tell me a little bit more about the company and your role and the problem that you're trying to solve for the beauty service industry? So I'm pretty bad at pitching Wavy, but I'll try explaining our statement mission. Um, air salon owners are overwhelmed with a variety of tasks that are some, sometimes very far away from their core business. They have to deal with accounting, social networks, web presence, management, and inventory. So I'd like to see Wavy as if we were bring, bringing the typical startup uh, tools um, they would use to bring efficiency and scale inside the salons industry. So our core product is our point-of-sale app. And we'd like to see it as almost of a CMS or panel control. So let's say you would organize a night a nighttime at your shop. Um, you would typically extend your opening hours. And what our system does is that it also updates the opening hours on your website, your Google My Business, and obviously your online booking. Another example is that if you would be a typical marketer in a company or a startup, you would create some workflows to automatically connect with your client base. Wavy can do exactly the same, but with triggers and events dedicated for the industry and the salons. So that's basically what we've been doing since the last four years, uh, trying to create an ecosystem of interconnected tools to remove all the frictions one at a time. Fantastic. So, you know, obviously COVID, uh, we try to get away from the pandemic and we come back into the pandemic and lockdown again. It's really affected the beauty service industry. So how has that actually impacted Wavy's plans and your rollout plans for 2020 as well? Um, 
Exactly, did actually after the the end of the second lockdown, we did a quick analysis to understand how the COVID crisis impacted our clients. And what we discovered is that between 2019 and 2020, they lost almost 15% uh, of income. But thanks to French government measure, uh, a crisis fund was created and a lot of SMBs were able to uh, get help from that. But the last two years were pretty rough for the retail industry. We had strikes that closed many uh, shops during the weekend are obviously the rush hours. Uh, and so they ended those years in low cash and right after COVID hit. So on our side, uh, when the first lockdown came in, uh, we had no way to get in touch with potential new customers. So the whole sales team moved to cross-sell and our clients and the demand was very oriented on online booking, but also service to prepare for the reopening. Um, while, doing, while doing this analysis, uh, we also understand that um, we also worked on what was happening with the online booking. What we discovered is that the clients that had um, an online booking system had roughly 20% of their appointment processed online. And after uh, the lockdown, it was more than 45%. So basically at the end of the first and second lockdown, when everyone had super long hair, everyone rushed to the salons and tried to make appointments. So the salons that were not equipped with online booking systems were overwhelmed with demand that they couldn't process, while the other ones were able to scale their organization, were able to fill their agenda. And this problematic scale in the context of COVID is really happening in the salons. Well, that's really interesting because it's three areas that you touched on there. So the cross-sell piece, like really offering those other services helped. Um, you know, the fact that you helped the beauty service sector introduce that technology early on. And in particular, we look at the way our, all our lives are changed with technology now. And you're right, during between those lockdowns, people needed to book appointments. And I see us now in 2021, as restrictions are lifted, we're going to be booking on technology and that's going to be the first thing that we go through. So can you tell me a little bit about how um, you have risen uh, to not be affected by the pandemic in 2021 now? And really, how, um, how does your subscription model work as we're heading into 2021 and how you're doing that cross-selling? Actually, we, we did not really really change our subscription. We just made sure that our services and our organization was uh, oriented to help our clients. We obviously had much more demand to uh, keep in touch and help our clients keep in touch with their customers. So we try to communicate and explain to our clients the 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 benefits they could have from some other service and also try to help them get the most out of the tools they would have. That's great. And, you know, as you said, like right now, um, I've, I've really liked how the, the business has continued and that pivoting to really help the service, the industry itself, see that future in technology and help them be prepared for when everyone does return. So let's do a pivot. You're one of the three co-founders at Wavy, but you also have the role of chief product officer. What would a typical day or a week look like for you? So I would start my day trying to do yoga. So thanks to the pandemic, that's the only sport I can do. Um, and usually right after, I would uh, go to my dining table um, and uh, treat my emails in Slack. Um, and in the morning, I usually work on the ongoing features with the dev and product manager team. Um, and I love these moments of debating 
on last minute decision. That's one of my favorite things to do is uh, finding arguments and counter arguments to make sure that we have a, an agreement on the decision we make on those last decisions. And I really love those moments with the team. Uh, I have quite a bad habit of having my lunch super late around 3 or 4 p.m., but I love having those large work sessions where I can focus on, on those uh, features. And in the afternoon, I deep dive into the new features that we'll bring to the platform. So I check the analytics, the customer request, and I make sure that the roadmap is aligned with our yearly objective. That's awesome. Um, are you doing yoga classes online? Or are you actually doing yoga yourself? So I'm doing yoga myself because my, my girlfriend taught me and give me some, uh, some exercise to do, but I'm quite bad at it. That's awesome. I actually uh, got onto the Peloton wave. It was first the digital classes and it was the Peloton bike when it was released, the new bike plus in the UK. So that's been my way of trying to get my exercise in the day. So thinking about the customer, how do you prioritize customer relationships across different departments at Wavy? So when we founded the company, we were in Paris and we decided to move in the countryside of Aix-en-Provence in a house that was our office for a year so we could fully focus on the project. And when we started, our only uh, problematic, the only stuff we were focusing on was the product market fits. And when we launched the product, we obviously wanted to make sure that it was validated. When that was done and we were sure that a group of users in our salons were um, okay with our MVP and enjoying the tools we were proposing, we focused on growth and month-to-month growth and afterwards hyper-growth. And after a time, we realized that our tool and our processes were not going as fast our acquisition. So a year and a half ago, we decided to make a switch and customer experience became our number one objective. That required a lot of tooling and much more data to analyze and understand uh, what we were doing with a much more granular uh, analysis. We also introduced our clients in this process to have their feedbacks and make sure we had room for improvements. Regarding the product team, my team, we changed one major thing. It's the feedback loop. And we tried to make sure that we would prioritize the the feeder request and launch those feeder requests at a much faster pace. The roadmap was not oriented on acquisition, but was oriented on client satisfaction and retention. And regarding the organization as a whole, we quite changed how the departments were organized. Um, we merged the marketing, the sales, the account management, and the support into one single department to make sure that we would speak with that one voice and so and also to make sure that we would remove all the silos between those departments. And finally, we had a very useful tool at this moment that were the OKR to make sure that the whole team was aligned under the same objective. And that was specifically important for a non-client facing team like mine. And so the NPS become a very important key result for us because all the team and all the departments could have a huge influence on this result. That's awesome. Um, one of the things I absolutely love about the tool is its simplicity and its accessibility. And I'd say that's um, one of your key differentiators, especially for the industry that you're selling into. So for the very busy people in um, this industry itself, um, it's super important. Would you agree? And was that something that you were looking at when you were creating the tool itself was for that simplicity and ease? Totally. That, that was the first idea of our V1. And actually, we always believe in, in deep customer knowledge to be able to bring this simplicity to the app. And actually, customer knowledge was sitting right next to me when we started the company because uh, two of the founders basically grew up in our salon. So uh, we just had to use their knowledge and build it directly. 
But even though we had all this knowledge, our app is used 40, 50, or 60 times a day. So even minor usability issue can ruin the whole experience. So useless click can rule the whole stuff. So after a year, we decided to rebuild the whole app from scratch based on all the feedbacks we gathered from ourselves, from our account management support, and obviously our clients. And to do that, we used many, many different tools um, like user testing, analysis, uh, interviews. But one of the very weird stuff we did is that we spent a lot of time in the field, being the cashier in the salons, taking appointments, and making sure that we were not missing anything, any useless click, any useless interaction. That's fantastic. I um I read a review from one of your customers which said, I totally recommend Wavy to other hairdressers. We're often overwhelmed and concentrated, and this tool relieves us of all the paperwork and wasting time making appointments over the phone. Honestly, I couldn't recommend it enough. You know, you spoke a little bit about that culture of simplifying your teams, um, having some of your co-founders that have come through the hairdressing industry themselves, uh, how you've used the technology yourselves to make it easy. What else have you done that's really fostered that culture of CX excellence in your organization? I think that uh, customer experience really starts with the team. So the first thing we try to do is that when we onboard newcomers to the company, we try to make sure that they really understand how is it to run a salon, that we share this knowledge of running a salon and being in the skin of a shop owner that has to deal with all those different topics. Um, and once it's done, we also try uh, and make sure that the new information, the communication is very clear. So every Monday during the weekly kickoff, we make sure that the announcements are prepared and organized to make time for changes and adaptation. For my team, it's a special moment to organize the demo and new features and make sure everyone will be ready for the sales speech or the onboarding or even the support and that uh, we have time to get ready for that. Uh, regarding customer experience, there's also a point and a moment in the company, there's a size and a scale where it's also a matter of process and organization. And it can only be top down, even if it has to be led by someone who's managing uh, this project, you also have to rely on the people on the front line who are in touch with the customers. And so um, we have feedback loops for our product, our feature, but we have the same internally. And I truly believe that every single detail that we can resolve or uh, make better will make the whole experience way better. Um, and there's also one last point that is perhaps a little bit uh, cultural at Wavy is that there's not a single week where a founder does not talk with customer. Um, there's a little bias in this that has to be removed, but it's a constant reality check. And I think that's what customer experience is about. Fantastic. You started off by saying it really starts with the teams as well. You know, obviously during the pandemic, how do you keep that motivation in the teams, especially in the industry that's been hit? Wavy has done so well to adapt and make the changes that you've needed to stay ahead uh, with the technology. But how do you keep your teams motivated? When the, when the first lockdown arrived, we had obviously a lot of work because we had to do a lot of communication and helping our clients with this problematic. So we made sure that everyone had the, the time and also the context to work uh, properly. Um, but I think we had one chance at Wavy is that we always had a huge culture of remote working that really helped during the transition. We have sales field that are all over France. Um, I have in my team a lot of people that are working remotely in France. So we already had the structure to make sure that communication and exchange with managers and different people in the team was distributed. 
So we were not hit by this uh, pressure to get organized for remote work. And so we had the time and um, focus to adapt to the situation. But obviously that was a hard time. Um, and it, it is a hard time for anyone and having your employees motivated and thinking differently and really having your customers at front of mind is key, which you've been fostering and doing. A key part of my role as VP of Marketing for Amir at Zendesk is to ensure we think innovatively and remain agile as we grow. How are you ensuring that Wavy remains agile and is able to respond to potentially major shifts in customers' sentiment and or demand right now? So I don't have um, a receipt or a framework that I know of uh, for innovation, but what I would say is that when you start a startup or a business, you have a gut feeling that uh, a problem has to be resolved by a service or a solution. And even when, even if you have to do a lot of testing and you have to um, validate your assumption, it's really when it's released and it's bring to the world that you understand how uh, it will behave in the real world. Um, and I think even when the context changes, you have to make time for those tests, to make time for those gut feeling and make sure that you keep some space and get out of the conference zone to take some risk and make sure uh, you have time for this. That is so true. I think in our case, like, you know, with this podcast as an example, uh, looking at the Zendesk Morning Show, there's many ways from a marketing perspective that we had to shift. Our entire worlds went overnight online and it was, uh, it was so important, especially being able to respond in that agile manner. So what attributes make you a successful startup? And what's your advice to entrepreneurs starting a business during these unprecedented times? I think I'm a true believer of customer knowledge. And I think that's where the whole value is, is that when you really deeply know your customer, you will know their problems and you will know that you will bring the right solution and the right features. But it's also true for every single team. Uh, it's true for sales and marketing. But I guess it's somehow stating the obvious. Um, when we started the company, I always heard founders and VC talking about uh, the team being the most important thing. And I thought it was also stating the obvious that it was something that, that totally makes sense. And I actually did not really understand what those people were saying. It's actually when I, when I lived it that I understand the idea behind it. And I think that the teamwork is based on trust and it's the root of teamwork. You can start without that. And it, it works with your founders, with your co-founders, but also with the team. And in the context of COVID, you have to make a lot of tough decisions. And if you don't have trust in your colleagues and co-founder, you can do all the work in this way. And you have to rely on those people to make sure they will, they will do the right choice and you will follow those choices. So I think it really fosters this idea. Fantastic. What, so what's next for Wavy? We believe that even with COVID, we still have to keep expanding and it's perhaps the best period to take risk and launch new projects since few people do. So we just started opening a new department at Wavy that will be dedicated to create an online store for our customer. The idea is to allow them to order a product and materials at the right time and at the right quantity. We've been also distributing our product in France, but in the country nearby since the beginning. And we never settled in a new country. So I think it starts for Wavy to start a new journey in Europe. Fantastic. So hopefully we will be seeing Wavy in the UK at some point as well in the, in the next year. Perhaps. What about for you personally? What's next? Are you going to um, be using the app or going to the front of the queue to be able to get your hair done as soon as the salons open up in Paris? 
Yes, I will. I will. Actually, I've already booked my appointment online and uh, to my hair salon. So I have an appointment in a couple of days and my hair are getting longer and longer. So I can't, I, I'm looking forward to it. Fantastic. I'm assuming you haven't trusted your girlfriend to do that for you. <laughs> exactly. Well, it was wonderful to have you um, join us today, Victor. And it was wonderful to hear the story, what Wavy is doing. Um, so commendable. Absolutely love the solution and wishing you the best of luck. Thanks a lot. Victor, thanks for sitting down with us. I'm fascinated with the reach of the software industry. To see companies like Wavy providing solutions to bring the beauty entrepreneurs to operate online with more agility and efficiency. It's an amazing evolution that will help more and more small businesses to stay open. I also got pretty good on doing yoga in the morning and I agree with you, Prolini, Peloton yoga classes are the best. Yes, yoga is so good. And so is how Victor and the Wavy team prioritize serving their customers with a simple and easy to use solution. You know, it's great that Wavy really focuses on the customer feedback loop to inform their product. Victor talked a lot about product market fit and how they organize their teams and bring in actual customer feedback. Clearly, this helped them create a solution that the beauty industry actually values. We believe a lot in product feedback loops at Zendesk, especially for startups. If you like this episode, help us grow. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave us a review. Stay safe and hungry. Mm-hmm.